the book of Acts chapter 9. And if you look at yesterday of all what God has been saying, the main thing that God was driving into us is that to see vision is your right. To see vision is your right. There are some Christians who go about when they hear that somebody is here who, who sees, they run to them. Somebody is there who sees. They run to them asking people to pray for them and tell them their future. Every Christian who do that, you are in the danger of shipwrecking your life. Because you will go to many of these people who never see anything. But they speak according to the book of Jeremiah 29. They are false prophets. And the sign of false prophet in the Bible is this. Their prophecy is contrary to the governance of prophecy as in the scriptures. They are the ones who give you prophecies that will intimidate you and that will oppress your heart and that will make you fear. Satan is the only one that rules the world through fear. God rules his world through love. And rebuke is different from intimidation. And when you see these prophets, when they give you prophecies, it's always doom, 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 doom. Another stupid thing that many have done is that haven't they given you a doom prophecy? They will also demand from you or compel you to give an offering towards it. Don't you understand that if you give an offering towards an evil prophecy, you have signed an oath with the spirit that will cause the evil to happen to you. I think if I was not a minister, if I would bless a man of God, it would be because he gave me a prophecy in line with my, my, my life, with the word of God. That is a secret thing that my father is planning for me, a good news from heaven. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I read that to you. How do you know prophets and Lying prophets and prophecies. It says in verse 3. But everyone who prophesies should speak to men. Or anyone who prophesies rather. Sorry. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men. For their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. Everyone who prophesies. And the word says everyone. Which means all one. All people. They speak to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Understand this jurisdiction of this prophecy. is talking to men. Whenever you give prophecy to a man, it's different from when you give prophecy to a nation, or you give prophecies to kindred. God is revealing what the enemy will do and what God intends to do. But when you bring prophecy to man, if the prophecy does not encourage you, if the prophecy does not strengthen you or comforts you, then it cannot come from God. But you see why I'm saying that is because there are people who believe in Jesus and they come to church and they run about men claiming to have some gifts and they come back from those men with assignments of physical activity to remedy for grace. In other words, what grace you earn you, they will give you an assignment maybe to fast to get it or to bruise yourself. So you must give something to cost you. No, grace comes by mercy. 
not by, you know, those activities. The activity of fasting and studying the word and praying should only be used for your spiritual development with God, not as a tool to arrest God. I will together now. If you walk with God, God will walk with you. If you are faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. But beyond that, for those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, beyond that, God wants you to see. And so we looked at the book of Acts chapter 9 yesterday, where we saw the conversion of Paul. How Paul encountered Jesus. Isn't it? Come on now, let's speak. And then, after Paul encountered Jesus Christ, the Bible says that Jesus gave him an instruction and he became blind. Paul, who was a murderer, going on a mission to kill Christians. And then, after the Lord opened his eyes and spoke to him, and the Lord went to the man, Ananias, who he had assigned to pray for John, and for Paul, who was Saul then. So you can see dual communication of the word and confirmation of the word. Jesus who appeared unto Saul told him, send to, he said, go to the house of Judas, straight. The road called straight. He went to the house of Judas and then Jesus went to Ananias and said, look, I have someone living in this address and he has seen you coming to lay hands on him. So that he will receive his healing. So Jesus has revealed to the man. That this man of God is coming to you. He was blind. And he will lay hands on you. And you will receive your sight. The same way Jesus wants to work with you and I. If you look that scripture further. You will discover the story. Of. Another man. In chapter 10. Who was called. Cornelius. And in chapter 10 it says that Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in which what is known was known as Italian, the Italian regiment. Listen to this man's story. He and all his family were what? They were what? Come on, let's read together. They were what? They were all devout. That person was not following my reading. They were all the vows and God fearing. Now, don't look at the third one. Let's look at it again. This man was a man who is a high ranking officer, like a governor of the state. But this man in his position was a devout man. Though he is highly placed, but yet he was very committed to God. Does that not tell you and I that your position in life should make you serve God better? The higher a man goes in life, the better. And he gave to God, and he was God-fearing. Then he says, and he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Look at verse 3. It says, one day at 3 noon, 3 in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. 
Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now, send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. Now, I want us to look at this information the angels gave. I'll be teaching you about angels this morning, I promise you. There is something when a man decides to just obey and follow the scripture simply as it's written. If you follow the scripture simply as it's written, you'll be a devout man. Because you'll be a man of prayer, you'll be a man of the word. What that does is it invites angels. This man was serving God in the Old Testament way. But Jesus has come to put an end to the old so that salvation is free to even the Gentile who he was. And he doesn't know this. So, because at the hour of prayer, this man will observe it. He will pray together with all his workers, all his soldier staff, and his household. And when he was praying, an angel appeared to him. Now, when the angel appeared to him, the angel gave him full details of what to do. Go and call for Peter. This is where he lives. This is the name of the person that Peter lives with. This is the address. <laughs> One vision will change the whole of your life. A vision encounter. It will transform everything that you are. But you know something? God does not give partial vision. If you look at verse 9, it says, After about, after about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went off to the rooftop to do what? To do what? To do what? Come on, to do what? The previous day, what time was the other man? Did he see an angel? Three. And what was he doing then? Praying. So the, other, the Cornelius was praying 3 p.m. a previous day. An angel appeared to him. Now the second day, Peter was praying at 12 noon. Isn't it? And while he was praying, the Bible says he, 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 was, he became hungry. And wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice said, Go up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything Impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately he, the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, see this? The men sent by Cornelius 
found out where Simon's house was, according to what the angel has said, and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. No, these people are just new believers. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Understand this, the angel showing vision and the Spirit giving instruction. You will see the cooperation of the Holy Spirit and angels a lot when it comes to revelation and visions. Said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. And you know this is not speaking into the mind of Simon. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks audible. You will hear the audible voice of God in this month. I can't hear your amen. amen. He says, so get up and go to down, downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. This is the Holy Spirit. Now understand the work of the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit said to Peter that he sent these people. But these people were sent by Cornelius. How? Because an angel told Cornelius to commission to, to tell to get his men to go there. So you can understand therefore that no angel operates without the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Every operation of angels is as instruction from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit told Peter here, I Holy Spirit sent them. Okay? But you see the cooperation of both of them. Now it says Peter went down, verse 21, and said to, to, to the man, I'm the one you are looking for. Why have you come? The man replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all Jewish people. Okay? All holy, no, a holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he may hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be, get, to his, get, to be his guest. Now the rest of the story was that Peter went to Cornelius with his people. And then in verse 27, while Peter was talking, let me read from verse 26, but Peter made him get up. Standing up, he said, I am only a man myself. Because these people are amazed about Peter. Talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large garden of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with the Gentiles or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure. Or unclean. <clears throat> so, when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Four days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in the shining clothes <laughs> stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. 
So I sent for, for you immediately. And it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. Look at verse 44. And Peter told them about Jesus Christ. This is where the revelation about the anointing of Jesus Christ came. In verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He went you know, with Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all that were under the powers of the devil because God was with him. And in verse 44, it says, while Peter was still speaking the word, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had been with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out even upon the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praying and praising God. You know, in this old message, there are a lot of things there. I don't want to go into that today. What I wanted us to see is the grace to see vision. And how Holy Spirit is so eager to open the eyes of those who serve Jesus Christ. How Holy Spirit is so eager to send angels to those who serve Jesus Christ. How those who serve Jesus Christ should never be confused about matters. If only we can turn to Him in prayer. Some of us, our strength to pray has been sapped out of us. Some of us have become weary in our prayer. Some of us have become slobby. Tonight, I will anoint you as the Lord has said. A supernatural power from heaven will rest upon you. If your weariness came by natural laziness, by the Spirit of the Most High, it shall be taken away. If your weariness came by affliction of Satan, just to hinder you as the King of Heaven lives, Today the Lord will re-energize you. When I lay my hands upon you, expect an unction from God. You know, there is something more than healing of a sickness. It is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There is something more than the need of a Christian. Because when the power of the Most High come upon you, the first thing it will do is that it will manifest what God has intended about you. Then you will become the powerhouse of God too. If you are a powerhouse of God, then can something afflict, afflict your body or hinder your health? No. No, the power inside you will take care of it. So tonight, listen to me therefore. When I anoint you, don't believe God for money. Don't believe God for breakthrough. Believe God for the gift of vision. The grace of vision. Do we, are we in agreement? I cannot hear you. You know, when we tell people that you will receive miracles, people run. But God doesn't want you to receive miracles. He wants you to be a miracle worker. Hallelujah, somebody. Hey. Let's stand up together. You are going to pray to God and tell the Lord.